Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. And our top story today, mortgage rates plunge to 5.3%. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Deidre Woolard is with The Motley Fool. Deidre, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for making some time for us this morning. Happy to be here. All right, Deidre, I said at the top of the show, right before I introduced you, that mortgage rates had plunged, or I guess plunged relative to where they were. And I want to get your reaction to this, and then I want to kind of build around and get some impact here uh, on, the, on the residential market, knowing that we'll talk about housing prices, et cetera, in segment two. So when you, when you heard that headline, when I sh- shared that with you, initial reaction? Surprising. I, I think that... Uh... <laughs> Things have been on an upward trajectory, but we've seen more volatility in mortgage rates in in recent weeks and months than we have in a long time. And it sort of mirrors the overall volatility that we're seeing in the the economy as a whole. And in terms of disruption, and again, we'll talk about the housing prices in the second segment, but what does this mean? What have you and the team at The Fool, I'm going to call you guys all fools. I know you guys go by that. So what have you at you and the team at The Fool, you know, what are you seeing in terms of the impact to the housing market? Are people staying on the sidelines? Um, are they emboldened by this? Uh, are they just saying, taking it with a you know, grain of salt and saying, okay, mortgage rates are going to go up, interest rates are going to go up. So how are they reacted? Uh, it's Pretty, it's too soon to tell because, uh, you know, we, we don't get our housing numbers until long after a, a cycle has kind of gone through. But in recent months, we've seen people sort of start to sit on the sidelines. Uh, we saw refis go go way down. Now, a, a, a little drop like this might prompt people to decide to refinance. But in terms of purchases, this is still a number that's much higher than it was a year ago. So you still see a lot of hesitancy because the, the bottom line is that monthly payments are much more expensive than they were a year ago. Yeah. And to that point, a 30-year mortgage, if you bought a home for $300,000, which I I would think would be very affordable for many, given what we've seen in the housing price. And so I don't know if that's a a realistic number, but you're you're somewhere in the $1,600 a month payment, but that's a little bit more than what people were paying. And I wonder with inflation... Um, you know, some of the challenges that we are seeing on gasoline and food prices. I wonder if this is manageable for the average American. Sadly, it's not. And the number you gave of a $300,000 mortgage, uh, the average home price is over 400000 So that would be a pretty, pretty ambitious uh, down payment. It's not really affordable. And that's one of the reasons that we're seeing a surge in adjustable rate mortgages. So those have skyrocketed over the past couple of months, partly because people are see, are looking for a solution because they really can't pay, you know, the, the monthly payment given a thirty-year fixed. Okay, let just the you you brought up the adjustable rate mortgage, and I want to go over some jargon or vocabulary so I understand. You know, I'm, as my wife will tell you, Deidre, I'm I'm slow to the to the finish line. Uh, how does a fixed rate mortgage compare to adjustable? I see the name adjustable and I see the name fixed, but 
How do these two instruments differ? Well, adjustable is is like the name says, is that the, the rate will change over time. So a lot of people are thinking if they get an adjustable rate, maybe they get a lower rate when they start off and it sort of escalates over time. Depend It depends on the on the, the mortgage itself. But for some people, that's appealing because they, they're betting on the idea that they will be making more money over time. So when their rate goes up, they'll be better in a better position to afford it. Unfortunately, during the great financial crisis, we saw a lot of people get into this. And then when their rate went up, they ended up being in trouble. And so that's a concern for me down the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking back to the movie, The Big Short. Do you remember when mm -hmm. the characters, I guess, were thinking about making an investment or doing some more analysis and they go into this home that is completely uh, abandoned? It's a beautiful home, I think, in Florida. They go to the pool and there's an alligator living in the pool. Do you remember that scene? And, and I it, do. it reminded me. When you were talking about arms, adjustable rate mortgages, it kind of reminded me of, of that time. Let's hope that that doesn't happen because I understand yeah. the betting on yourself and betting that you're going to make more money. We also tell people in retirement that, hey, taxes are going to go up. They're never going to go down. So you need to take that into account. But, you know, just just because you brought it up, are, are, you, are we seeing a weakening in the housing market similar to what we saw in 2008, which seems millions of years ago. I don't believe so. And one of the major reasons I don't believe so is because people do have more equity in their homes. And that is a big difference. So uh, home values have let the rise in home values have led to people having more equity in their homes. So there isn't that thing where they're immediately underwater. And that's a big difference uh, compared to the great financial crisis. Well, Deidre, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the crazy, those are my words, the crazy housing market. We'll get Deidre's opinion. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. 
Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-504-8194. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Deidre Woolard of The Motley Fool. Deidre, thanks so much for sticking with us this morning. Thank you. All right, we talked about interest rates, and that creates a whole penumbra, panoply of, of things that buyers need to consider. But I want to ask you about the housing market nationally in general. Has it gone crazy, or is that an overblown statement on my part? No, it's not an overblown statement. But the question is, what happens now? Uh, there was a great, great quote from Jonathan Miller, uh, who's, who's sort of a... Uh, a noted figure in housing who called it a cauldron of uncertainty. And I think that's what we're feeling across the economy, but especially in the housing market, there's so much uncertainty. Mortgage rates are volatile. Housing prices are very high in some markets. Housing, uh, you know, rental rates are up like, you know, almost 20% year over year. Housing prices in markets like Phoenix and Tampa are up nearly 30% year over year. All of that creates a lot of pressure and we still have low inventory. So there's so much happening right now that it, it really, it is a little crazy. Yeah. And let's talk about since the week of July or excuse me, June 26, the median housing price has actually fallen by 1.5%. And I don't know if that is crazy, but that is, I don't know, a big drop. How would you, how would you voice that drop? How is that drop to you? Is that significant or not significant? It's a, it's a sign that things are shifting a little bit. And another piece of data that I saw this morning coming out from Redfin, that uh, more houses are falling out of contract. So that is another sign. People are, people are considering what's next. People are trying to prepare themselves if, they're, if prices do go down dramatically. So that little dip in and of itself, not concerning, but what it shows is that there's a little sense of doubt, a little bit of fear, a little bit of uncertainty that's happening. And that that may lead to greater volatility. And interesting to that point, um, people pulling back or waiting, I guess, waiting to see. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a real estate agent. He and a buyer, a prospective buyer, put in money, uh, put an offer for a, for a home. They actually exceeded what the offer was, but the buyer, the seller wouldn't accept it. They wanted to wait and see, thinking they could get 10 to 20% more. And I thought that was pretty interesting because this uh, deal included waiving some of the contingencies that you and I have talked about. Mm. So, you know, maybe not a home inspection and and some other things um, that, you know, maybe requirements to improve certain parts of the home before someone took ownership of it. Um, Thoughts about that. And, and, you know, as we, we talk about the median housing price going down, Sounds to me like it is kind of uh, still very volatile. Well, it's interesting because sellers are much slower to register a change in in pricing in their area than than buyers are. Buyers are, of course, watching, checking on the apps, spending a lot of time immersed in how much things cost. A seller is putting their house on the market and mostly they're thinking about 
what someone else sold their house for, you know, six months ago, three months ago, they're looking at comps that are a little older. So their, their experience of the market is a little more historical. Market's been, you know, up and up and up for a long time. So of course they're thinking they may want to try to wait it out. But at the same time, we're seeing prices drop. That might not be the best strategy. Yeah. And you brought up rents. And I just want to point out, based on the data that I saw, and I want to get your feedback on this, rents have skyrocketed in cities. And I'm not just talking about San Francisco, Los Angeles, Manhattan, which you know typically have, have higher rates. I'm talking about just normal, regular cities, maybe cities that are, that are in the top 20, maybe not in the top 10. Um, it's getting tougher to find a place to live, especially if you're a kid who just graduated from, from college or graduated from a two-year school or a technical school and, and just got your first job. Harder and harder to find a rent. You might need a few roommates, maybe, you know, maybe three, four, five roommates is where we're going. Well, yeah, the, the roommate situation, you sort of, you're right. You see that in San Francisco or New York, but where you're now seeing it is Orlando. Uh, CoStar had some great data. Uh, rents were up 18.7% year over year in Orlando. Uh, similar in Palm Beach, Miami. So the Sun Belt, Austin, Texas, another one, Phoenix, Arizona. These are the places where rents are really up year over year. And that's surprising because those are traditionally more affordable markets. Yeah. Well, we're just going to have to see where this thing goes. I, I get the feeling you and I are going to be talking about this for quite some time. And we didn't have time to talk about commercial real estate, which I want to get to when you come back. Deidre, always great to see you. Thanks for sharing your perspective. Thank you so much. Great to see you. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to? Hey, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily free newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, or visit our website. That's www.broadcastwithdiamondnetwork.com and our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The Tax Doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. 
Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.